can't do anything. He made this world out of nothing. And all that I see, my God, He can do anything. My God can do anything. Anything, anything. My God, He can do anything. He made this world out of nothing. And all that I see, my God, He can do to believe this God. Look, the word says, nothing shall be impossible to him. Nothing. If Jesus could say, if you refuse to praise me, stones will rise up and praise me. How can stones praise God? This morning we were singing and doing the praise and worship. I saw some of us. I said, oh my goodness, what has happened to Teen Chapel? The oldest person in the house, with all her weak energies and all that, was the only one dancing. And I said to myself, What is wrong with the teenagers? You want to display your moose and your heart ever only in those places, right? Esawara. This world in which we are living in, the things that are in this world, the things that want your distraction, the things that want your failure, the things that don't want you to be blessed, or you think that everybody wants your blessing. Your future is in your hands. Choose what you believe. But as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Amen. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that your word cannot fail. We thank you that the word says, those who put their trust in you will never be put to shame. Lord, honor your word in our lives. Help us to see into the spirit realm and help us to believe what you say in your word that you will become a reality in our lives. We shall not be afraid of anything, but we will hold on to you and your word for you to continually change our lives. Make us more and more into the image of Jesus Christ our lives will become a life of miracles and we become persons of influence to honor you and to glorify you in the name of Jesus and so I pray this morning 
as we continue our studies in demonology that we will not be afraid but we will be caught up in glory will be caught up in the understanding of the revelation of your word that all power belongs to you that at the name of the mention at the mention of the name of Jesus every knee shall bow including the knees that make it impossible for us to learn or make it difficult for us to learn and to be good children they will bow at the name of Jesus Lord have your own way we arrest every influence of the evil and any of his agents in the name of Jesus Christ revoke the power in the blood of Jesus Christ over this gathering I take every thought captive and I cause every thought to be obedient to hear the voice of God and to be obedient to the voice of God in the name of Jesus we give you thanks we give you glory in Jesus name Amen Are you enjoying the series on demonology? Let it not just be theory, but practicals. The purpose of these studies is not to give you theoretical knowledge about demons, but to make you have a revelation of the supernatural realm. Because we are supernatural beings. You know, the Bible says that we have been born again, not by the will of man, but by the will of God the Father. It is the Father that gave birth to us. In fact, this truth, you've heard it, uh, I mean, it's, it's difficult to understand, difficult to believe. Just like your Father gave birth birth to you. Notice I'm not focusing on your mother. Your father gave birth to you. You are a product of the seed of your father. Whether you like your father or not. Whether your father raped your mother or not. Forget about that. Think about God. You are a product of the supernatural. You are supposed to grow in the supernatural and live the supernatural life. You should live above the normal. In other words, if your teachers tell you that you are dumb, like Mary, determined to prove the wrong, get into the word, get into the supernatural, evoke the power of heaven to turn that around, so that the teacher who said you were daft will give you 100% in his own paper. Look, stories that what Mary shared, they are, not, they are not fairy tales. Some of you don't know Mary too well, so you find it difficult to understand. She didn't have time to go into the details like her mommy did two weeks ago. She virtually had no hope. I mean, she had given up. And she was coming from a home that, to be honest with you, I went to visit Mary one day in her home. How many of you have gone to Mary's house before? Those of you who have been, you understand what I'm talking about, isn't it? Those of us who live in three-bedroom bungalows and two-bedroom flats with some wild dogs and uh, we have our own house, our own bedroom, our own everything. 
you, you cannot appreciate what I'm talking about. I don't know whether they still live there. I think they still live there. They live in an uncompleted house. Single room. A single room, uncompleted house. The day I went to visit, no, I'm very close with Mary, so I was, I was feeling very... Ah, this should not be recorded. Anyway, it's alright. I was feeling... Okay, I started the story too. I was feeling very free. I mean, so free. I went with um, Amanda. As soon as I went, there was a partition. Me, I just pulled the partition. I went to... And then Amanda said, hey, I go to a mother's room. I, I felt I felt some way, but... I mean, I was close to all of them, including the mom. So, even though it wasn't, in quote, appropriate, but... I felt like I was in my own home. If God can turn the life of someone like Mary, God can touch your life if you believe Him. Many of us, if our fathers don't give you pocket money, we cannot survive. True or false? She told you she was working while she was a student. You know that now she's a contractor. She didn't have time to tell you a lot. That is what God can do in your life if you are willing to believe him and to serve him. Not just to believe him if your words. To believe in your heart. Believe in your action. And dare to trust him and to take the risk. Take the first step. Back to demonology. So, we have been talking about... Um, demons and we are trying to establish where demons could possibly have come from because the bible doesn't clearly tell us where demons came from and how do you deal with something that you don't know their origin you don't understand them but you have been given an instruction to deal with them and you know they are real how that there's nobody here who doesn't believe that demons exist demons are real but the truth is that sometimes we believe in our head that demons are real but practically sometimes we are there and say ah this demons is it true don't you sometimes feel like that even me sometimes I feel like that demons are real Jesus mentioned that they were real Jesus cast them out and Jesus commands us to cast them out I tell you they are real and you will deal with them whether you like it or not one of these days I will show us some videos and you see how demons can be manipulative They can use you to do what you don't want to do. And when they are finished with you and you are told what happened, you will not even be aware that anything like that happened. Say me? No, no, it can't, it can't be me. Last week I shared with you about that lady who displayed at camp. And when she was leaving, I later on showed her the video and said, Ah, I could be is that how I displayed. You don't have any idea. That is why you shouldn't mess around with the word of God. 
don't mess around with your quiet time be serious with your quiet time believe god trust god take the word of god with you into every area of your life that is the only way you can be guaranteed god's protection if not you are under their their control they they toss you left and right and use you any way they like last three or four weeks ago I made a lady come share with us her testimony about how she was kidnapped. And I'm sure many of you are saying, oh, maybe she was silly. It can't happen to me. I, I hope nobody thought like that. But some of you thought like that, I know. Uncle George was just telling me, maybe, maybe some of you may have heard it on the news. There was another attempt like that over the weekend. Especially ladies, be careful. Be careful how you move around. Don't go to certain places. Don't move around alone in the dark. Don't lurk around alone. Be, be, be sensitive. Trust your life into God's hands, but also use wisdom. I think we're, we're to the wisest now, isn't it? So we've been talking about where demons could possibly have come from. We looked at Genesis chapter 1, and then we realized that there appears to be some mystery about verse 1 and verse 2 of the Bible, which is the very beginning in Genesis. Why God made it so mysterious, I don't know, but he's sovereign, he can do what he likes. I have said so many times and by the end of this session, I'm sure everyone will be convinced now that demons are not the same as fallen angels. They are two different beings. The Bible does not tell us much about demons. But the Bible tells us a lot about fallen angels. Very explicitly, Jesus Christ himself quoted scripture about the angels falling. And he talked about it for a while even in the new testament so it's very clear in our mind what happened to angels but with demons it's silent oh god i thought it's okay to me it's not right it's better to be let me confuse all of us a little Those of you who are older in Teen Chapel, Auntie Trudy preached a message many years ago about the different lives that we have. Many of us are familiar with our current life and we can see into the future about our future life when Jesus Christ comes and our bodies are transformed and then they become immortal and stay with Jesus Christ forever and forever isn't it so two types of lives that we are familiar with please nobody should go and quote me that i'm preaching reincarnation there's nothing like reincarnation when you die you die in fact, i will quote scripture to show you that immediately you die you are going to wherever you're supposed to go i mean Forget about what your friends and your parents and your siblings do with your body. That body is, is finished. Your real self is gone to its uh, place that God has assigned for it. You will never come back. 
Is that clear? There is nothing like reincarnation. No matter who tells you. <laughs> Jesus never said anything about reincarnation. But we have different lives. Life originates from God. All life originates from God. God is the one who makes life. Know what that was revealed to, to John? That Jesus in him was life. Life is in Jesus. All things were created by him. So, my point of confusion. Okay, before I get to my point of confusion. How many of you know? Be careful before you answer. That you existed in your mother's womb before you were born. This one, let me see. You know that you existed in your mother's womb before you were born. Oh, because I said I'll go to confuse you. are already confused. So, okay, who doesn't know that he or she existed in the mother's womb before he or she was born? You don't know. Why don't you know? She's, she's already started confusing herself. Why don't you know? It has never come to my mind before. It's never come to your mind before ever. You, you, you are in the university. You, you did what's a BC. You did what's it. And you don't know that you started life in your mother's womb. understand these things because if you don't it's the same way you not understand, understand spiritual things I didn't say before you were conceived I said before you were born when are we born when we say somebody is born when is a person born when you come out of the womb isn't it that's when you are born when you are conceived you are not being born but in your life right okay so don't get confused please go with me slowly step by step so you existed in your mother's womb before you were born. Those of you who will be tempted to do silly mistake and be tempted to uh, commit abortion. The fact that you are not born does not mean that you are not life. As soon as there is conception, as soon as the sperm meets the woman's egg, it's life. A miracle happens. God puts life into that thing. So it's no longer a thing, but it's a human being. Whether it's a clot of blood, a fetus, a zygote, call it whatever. It is life. And if you, if you destroy that life, you have committed murder. Don't call it abortion. You have committed murder. In the sight of God, it's murder. So don't go near at all before you be tempted to commit murder. Now, if God puts that life in that clot of blood, in that conception, the the sperm and the egg, where from that life before it entered that being? 
Are you confused? So where was that life? How was that life? You see, if you don't if you don't think about things like this, when God begins to talk to you about the supernatural, you react the same way. If you are at the bottom of your class and God tells you that you make you the head of the class, you say, Oh, it cannot be. I mean, my place is the bottom. It's important to think and reflect on these things. And then understand life and what the word of God says. Okay, since you don't you, you want to get confused, let me unconfuse you. Before that life entered, okay, let me confuse you, then I'll, conf- I'll confuse you. Did God create life at the time of your conception? Some people are shaking their head. How many of you think God created life, your life, at the time you were conceived? Hey, nobody. All right. How many of you think God did not create your life at the time of your conception? How many are confused? You don't even know whether you are confused. God did not create life for those who answer that way at the time of your conception where did he create your life and where from that life oh, some people are now very confused so let me quickly unconfuse you before you become too confused to hear the word of God and understand it properly your life was in God your life has always been in God. We originated from God. Just like how even though we know that we existed in our mother's womb before we were born. Because we we, we now read it in books and we, we believe it. If you didn't believe it, you would, there's no way you can know. In the same way, your life was in God. And when there was conception, God imparted that life, or he made that life take on human form. And that's why the Bible says, when man dies, your spirit will go back to God where it came from. enough of confusion for today let's talk simpler matters so we saw that God appears to have hidden whatever happened between Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2 because the Bible says that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and in verse 2 it says the earth was void I mean God did not create the earth void God created and then something happened and then he recreated or he permitted to come into being order and establishment and then he created man so we existed before conception life came in when we were conceived 
And then when we were born, we entered another type of life. But because of the fallen nature of man, we were born in sin. And then when we got born again, something else happened in our life. We, we received the Spirit of God. We became another man. All things passed away. Everything became new. And we became another type of life. So life in the beginning with God. Life at the time of conception. Another type of experience where we were born. Another, another type of life when we got born again. It's important to understand this so that you learn to walk in the supernatural in the word of God. And then one day when Jesus comes, the Bible says that those who are dead and in the graves, those whose bodies could not be found are in the seas. Whether your, your head was cut, whatever happened to you, at the shout of the archangel, all the bodies, wherever they are, they will join together just like what happened in the book of Ezekiel when dry bones, when Ezekiel saw dry bones coming together and flesh coming onto the dry bones the same way one day your father who died in Christ your mother who died in Christ at the shout of the archangel that body, that decomposed body that has set dead into sand or rotted in the sea or has vanished into smoke, whatever form in which it is, will be joined back and the Bible says, those of us who are alive, will be caught up together with them. At that moment, something supernatural happens. We no longer are the body, we will no longer be the bodies we are now. The Bible says we'll be caught up. All of us will defy the laws of gravity. We'll be caught up with Jesus Christ in the skies. And wherever he takes us, we shall go. And don't miss that. And then we establish the fact that in the scriptures, Jesus talked about demons a lot. But don't get carried away with demons. In fact, in scripture, angels are talked about far more, far double the number of times that demons are mentioned. So there's a ministry of angels all around us. But how many of us believe it? We believe it in theory. We don't really believe it in reality. Is that not true? Me, I can say it's true of me. This morning I woke up very tight. It was very, very difficult for me to get out of bed. And for the first time, in fact, I couldn't even read any scripture this morning before coming to church. I'll do my quiet and later in the day. I, I was so exhausted. So I lay in bed for a very long time. Even when I finally came to church, I sat in the car park in my car for a long time. Past 8 o'clock before I came here. And even when I came, some of you hadn't come to church yet. I really had to work my way to trust God to talk about demons at a time when I was so exhausted when I didn't even have time to pray and read the word why didn't I trust God for angels to strengthen me just like when Jesus was weak it didn't cross my mind I was, I was asking God Lord 
bring my mind to be in tune with you so at least I can do what you want me to do then later I can have more time with you it was during the time of worship I think there were some two songs which really ministered to me that's when my spirit was lifted up the point I'm making is that you see we have the potential to walk in the supernatural but we don't really believe it so we keep struggling in life in our own strength when God has made all kinds of provisions for us to be successful so we saw we took time to look at the fact that there are angels there are all kinds of angels and there are different levels of angels we look at five levels of angels we'll not have time to go over that again but there are five levels of angels all the angels are not the same some are different from others and they play different roles God is a very organized and structured God and then we try to understand what could have happened between Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 and verse 2 and we look at some surprising scriptures which seem to confirm that there must have been an ice age in history like scientists tell us there are so many things which happen in history there are people who uh, speculate about all kinds of things and I propose that possibly I don't have any doubts to believe that dinosaurs are not fairy tales but dinosaurs could have existed And we saw that this earth is not just 6,000 years old as some Bible scholars make us understand. But this our earth could be several, possibly several billions of years old. Just like science tells us. And then we establish the fact that science, the, 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 the Bible does not confirm science. Because the Bible is an, in an authority of its own. It's established, settled in heaven. It cannot change. But science is simply discovering things that the Bible has already said. That's why it's important to believe the word of God. Get into the word of God and live by the word of God. For example, in Isaiah, we are told that you know God sits on the circle of the earth. And this was written many, many, many years ago. And at the time this scripture was written, science had not even discovered and understood the fact that the earth is a globe. It's it's secular. It's not secular. It's it's a globe. It's round. It's, It's a sphere like a football. In those days, science believed that the earth was flat. People were killed because they said the earth is not flat. What I'm trying to say is that there's so much wealth in the word of God. Wealth for us to discover. So let's spend time with the word. The word of God is God's revelation to us about who he is and who we are and the promises that we have in him. This morning, we want to revisit certain things and establish 
some points and then begin to try to delve into some realms in the supernatural. And you will see that certain things that we have assumed about the supernatural world is all very wrong or distorted. I think scripture, let's read it together. Let's say it together. Again. We are saying it as if we are reciting a dynasty poem. Let's say it again. Isaiah chapter 14. Isaiah 14. And it shall come to pass in the day that the Lord shall give thee rest from thy sorrow and from thy fear and from the hard bondage wherein thou wast made to serve. That thou shalt take up this proverb against the king of Babylon and say, How had the oppressor ceased, the golden city ceased? The Lord hath broken the staff of the wicked and the scepter of the rulers. He who smote the people in wrath with a continuous stroke he that ruled the nation in anger is persecuted and none hindereth. The whole earth is at rest and is quiet. They break forth into singing. Yea, the fair trees rejoice at thee and the cedars of Lebanon, saying, Since thou art laid down, no fellow is come up against us. Hell from beneath is moved for thee to meet thee at thy coming. It stirred up the dead for thee, even all the chief ones of the earth. It had raised up from their thrones the kings of the nations, and they all shall speak and say unto thee, Art thou also become as weak as us? The passage is confusing, isn't it? Whenever you read prophecies, sometimes it sometimes can be confusing on, on, until the Spirit of God opens your eyes to see something. Uh, we don't intend to study the scripture, but we just want to pull out some points and then we will build up on them later on. But as we'll see later, this scripture is a prophecy, a revelation given to the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah was not there when these things happened but a revelation was given to him and it's about fall of satan we are taking some time to to understand some of the events that happened at the time that satan fell from heaven and then when we move into demons we begin to appreciate better how these things are linked up and the bible is telling us if you read the, the scripture clearly it appears as if at the time that Satan fell, the 
if, if you look at verse 9 for example all the chief ones on the earth it has raised up for, from their thrones all the kings of the nations and they shall speak and say have you also become as weak as us it appears as if there were nations there were kingdoms there were establishments but who did not have power who were weak and at the time that Satan fell these people or these beings were asking Satan the one who apparently was very powerful and authoritative before and they were asking have you also become as weak as we are have you also become like us if you read earlier on in verse 9 it says hell by the end of the service I hope we'll have time to talk about this you realize that there are different types of uh, places that are described as hell hell is not, it's not one there are different types of hell we'll get there very soon but the Bible is saying that hell, in this case actually Sheol is moved to meet thee at thy coming we'll get deeper into that later on when Satan was falling, hell, Sheol, embraced him and received him. And then it talks about these nations and so on. Now addressing him and saying, have you become like us? Have you also become weak? That pump is brought down to the grave and the noise of thy voice. The worm is spread under thee, the worms cover thee. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning star? How art thou cut down to the ground, which didst weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the most high God. We are very familiar with this passage, isn't it? That was the beginning of Satan's fall. we can see very clearly that so many things also happened at the time of his fall. Alright, let me not digress. Yet thou shalt be brought down to the hell. We'll come and talk later on look at what is this hell that the scripture is talking about those of you with the gift of prophecy and those of you who be getting into the gift of prophecy sometimes god reveals some things to you and it appears a little bled and confused always ask for understanding because sometimes god will give you the prophecy as a picture or as a movie but you need to understand the picture you need to understand the movie you need to understand the science so you need to ask him and he'll progressively explain to you so you can understand better. Even when you understand, you don't really get it. Because sometimes the message is not even for you, but maybe even for another generation. The Bible says that thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. Sides of the pit? Alright. Remember that word. We'll come back to it. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, is this the man that made the earth to tremble that did shake the
the kingdoms who are the men who will see him and make such statements that made the world as a wilderness and destroyed the cities thereof what cities that opened not the house of his prisoners prisoners alright Ezekiel also had a revelation of these same things and this is what he says moreover the word of the Lord came to me saying son of man take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him that says the Lord God you were sealed you were the seal of perfection full of wisdom and perfect in beauty you were an aid in the garden of God every precious stone was your covering the sardius topaz and diamond burial onyx and jasper sapphire turquoise emerald with gold the workmanship of your timbers and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created Abba, how did God create Lucifer God really created Lucifer but that's not what we are talking about you were the anointed cherub that covers. Let me pause here a little and just say something because we talk about this when we're talking about angels. You know, we mentioned, we saw in scripture when we we're looking at angels that um, Lucifer was one of the archangels together with Michael and Gabriel. And we saw that archangels are one level of angels, right? And then we also saw that cherubs are also another level of angels. You remember? Do you remember how they differentiates cherubs from other angels? You've forgotten? Go back to your nose. I don't want to uh, repeat. But what I want to point out to us, Lucifer before his fall was in a special class. He is the only angel that operated in two levels. He was an archangel and he was also a cherub. That puts him in a special class of an angel. Apart from that, he is the only angel that is mentioned in scripture that the Bible says he was anointed. Putting him in the class of Jesus Christ in in terms of anointing. In other words, God created Lucifer virtually next to himself. My friends, be careful. When God anoints you, when God begins to use you and he will use you, when he begins to use you in the supernatural, he begins to use you, mere teenager, to do supernatural things, miracles, healings, helping people and you look at yourself and say oh even me I can do this and you step out of your zone and appear to be something that God has not made you be careful you could end up in hell be very very careful stay within the bounds that God has placed you recognize who you are recognize who God made you recognize the one who made you who you are the one who anointed you without his anointing you are nothing it's always important to remember that the more anointed you are the more humble you should become if 
you start getting proud, you are falling after the footsteps of Lucifer. When the Lord begins to anoint your voice and you begin to sing in certain ways, you become a special soloist and you think that you have a voice. Be careful. When you lead praise and worship and healings happen and you see you've been excited and you say it is me, be careful. Be careful. Be careful. It's a good thing to be anointed. It's a dangerous thing to be anointed. You remember Moses, the one that God described as the meekest man on the earth. He didn't enter the promised land. Because of an apparently simple disobedience. If all of us had disobeyed God in that way, we would have been forgiven. Moses was not. The higher you go, the hotter it becomes. Be careful. Learn to give reverence to God. Learn to acknowledge Him. Till iniquity was found in thee, by the abundance of your trading, you became filled up with violence. That is another subject altogether. We will not try to venture into that. It's too, it's too deep for us. The real reason why Satan became filled with pride and he decided that he will ascend by his duty for us. The summary is what I have just told you. God anointed him to do certain things in his kingdom and because he was doing those things he wanted to expand his territory beyond which God has given him. And that was the beginning of his fall. That was when he was filled with violence. And he began to turn the order of God around and God said, no way! This must stop. Your heart was filled up because of your beauty. You were corrupted with your wisdom. For the sake of your splendor, I cast you to the ground. I laid you before kings that they might gaze at you. You defiled your sanctuaries. Take note of that word. Those of you who want to study deeper. God had established a sanctuary for Lucifer. God had given Lucifer a congregation. For those of you who notice that word. God had established some things for Lucifer to do because of his anointing. And he was enjoying the pomp. And he wanted more. Those of you who are spiritual gifts, the Bible says that desire spiritual gifts, and I believe in desiring spiritual gifts. There's nothing wrong with desiring more spiritual gifts. But my question to you, the small gift that God has given you, that you consider small, how are you using it before you are looking for more? It's giving almost all of us the ability to pray in tongues. Are you praying in tongues before you are seeking a gift of miracles? For seeking the gift of prophecy. So you prophesy that people will say that you today, you just are somebody. Stay where God has put you. Don't become filled with pride. Don't think about others. Think about God. Don't think about how others will think about you. Think about God. He's one who called us. 
He's the one who made us. He's the one who gifted us. He's the one who anointed us. He's the one who gave, gave us the scope of where we should operate. Okay, let me go faster because I'm running really out of time now. Genesis chapter 1. Let's go back to Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let us make man in our image, as our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, and over the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God created him. Male and female, he created them. And God blessed them. God is a blesser. You need to believe that. I need to believe that God is a blesser. He's always looking for ways to bless us. This morning, when I was in bed, struggling to wake up, I was just thinking about the love of God. And I was thinking how sometimes I feel that God does not love me that much. And many of us go through those spells. When you are going through some difficulties, you think that God doesn't love you enough, even though the word is so clear that God so loved us. He loved us so much. God is blesses us. He has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. But when you are going through difficulties, when you are going through trying moments, when you are going through tribulations, you ask yourself, God, are you really there? Do you really love me? If you love me, why am I going through this? If you love me, why am I struggling with poverty? If you love me, why am I struggling with maths? Don't you go through that? In spite of all that, he still loves us. In fact, it is his love that wins us. The devil and his agents will do everything to make us believe God does not care. God does not love you. If he loved you, why would he make that boy rape you? If God loves you, why would he make you get pregnant? As if it is he is the one who sent you there. Whatever happens in our lives, the devil will try to distort God's word. And God blessed them and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it. Some of you were quoting after me when I was saying it. Now, beyond quoting, I want us to take time and meditate on this. God did not say this words just for nothing. How many of us have read Dr. Otabo's book, The Dominion Mandate? Nobody. It's a big shame. Every member of ICGC, including all the facilitators, must get a copy of that book and read it. Others, you understand ICGs. You understand Dr. Otabu's vision. The dominion mandate. The mandate that God has given us to have dominion. Everybody should get that book and read it. By the end of the year, everyone must have read that book. Get it, buy it, borrow, but make sure you read. God bless them. You see, when God gives us instructions to do anything, you will first of all endow us with the ability to do it before he gives instruction. 
So don't ever tell yourself, I can't do this. That word should not be in your vocabulary. I can't. If you tell yourself you can't, your mind will tell you you can't. And you will not be able to. Not because you can't, but you have decided that you won't. God first blessed them. And then he said, Be fruitful. In other words, produce. 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 Have fruit from you. Don't limit it to producing children. Be fruitful. In everything that you do, there must be fruit. If you serve God, there must be fruit. If you study, there must be fruit. You cannot continue having eights and nines. If you study, there must be fruit. It doesn't matter where you are now. God can turn things around. Just like he did it for Mary. Just like he has done it for countless others. If you will believe him that he has blessed you, you can turn your life around. He said, be fruitful. Secondly, multiply. Don't just be one. Make disciples. Duplicate yourself. Increase yourself. I mean, it's, it's not enough to... You are studying physics, so that is all you study. Multiply. Study physics. Study history. Study sociology. You remember what Mary shared? She was studying marketing. But she had to do accounting. Multiply. You can be good in accounting and you can be good in French. Multiply. God has blessed us. Multiply. Believe God's word. Multiply. And he said, replenish the earth. Fill up the earth. Why does God want us to replenish? God has his kingdom. He has his structure. And he expects a people of purity. A people of order. A people of excellence. To do the things that will bring him joy. And be, give him pleasure. That is why he created angels. To give him pleasure. And he gave dominions to the angels. Possibly, again, it's not very clear in scripture. Possibly, demons were given certain territories to have control over, and they messed this up. How is not clear. They built cities, they built nations, and there was beauty, there was order, there was glorifying God. The Bible talks about. No, let me not get there. But God said, replenish. And we must replenish with beauty, with order, with excellence. And then it says, subdue it. And then it says, have dominion 
over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every living thing. There's a difference between dominion and subdue. I give you grammar homework. You can find out the difference between dominion and subdue. When God said you must have dominion, He was very clear. Where are we to have dominion? Over the fish, over animals, and over everything that creeps on the earth. Where are we to have? What are we to subdue? The earth. He didn't tell us much. But there are some beings that will try to abort our destiny that God has for us. And God said, in spite of all this, subdue them. Keep them under. Behold, I give you power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Subdue. Keep them under your feet. Keep them under your control and still blossom and multiply and be fruitful. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 22, the Bible says that the reef which the Lord had taken from man, he, he formed woman and brought her unto the man. running out of time but I really want to finish this today the bible says that he took the rib from the man and then he made the woman the actual word there the, the, the actual Hebrew word there is to build he built the woman remember you talk about created form and fashioned you remember he built the woman was built and um, let me not get into these technicalities in Genesis chapter 5 verse 1 this is the book of the generations of Adam. In the day that God created man in the likeness of God, made he him. Male and female created he them, and he blessed them and called them Adam in the day in which they were created. So when God created man, he created them male and female, and he called them Adam. He called them Adam. Originally, the name that God gave to human beings, both male and female, is Adam. So, the woman was Adam. The man was Adam. He named them Adam. It's important to understand this. So, where did Eve come from? I would. I may have to. Wow. Well, I may have to skip this. But I wish you could read. Please give me Genesis chapter three. We'll try and skip the uh, race to as many as many of the verses as possible. Genesis chapter three, from verse one. I tied Genesis chapter 3. Now, this, now the serpent was more uh, subtle than any of the beasts of, uh, of the field which the Lord had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, has God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Let's go very fast, please. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the tree of the garden 
But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat thereof, your eyes shall be opened, and you shall be as God's knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and it was pleasant to the eyes, and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and ate it, and gave some also to her husband, and he did eat. Listen. Our trouble in this earth, on, on this earth is when God says something, and anybody, or any being, or any revelation comes to tell you something counter or comes to tell you something that God has said and then add something to it and then we are excited about the things that are added on. Be careful about chasing prophecies. We are excited about the things that are added on and then we want to try that. Meanwhile, that which God has revealed clearly will not obey that one. That's how we sin. You remember when we studied the ABCs? Oh, the root cause of sin. Always starts with desire. Instead of desiring the things of God, we, we desire other things. And we desire these things when we are lured away. And then we are deceived. And then we end up disobeying God. So let's be careful about those three Ds desire, deception, and disobedience. Let's move on. And they both ate, and they both, their eyes of them were both open, and they knew that they were naked. And they sold thick leaves together and made themselves aprons. And they heard a voice of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. And the Lord called Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten a tree whereof I commanded you that you should not eat? You think God didn't know the answers? He knew the answers, but he wanted Adam to discover for himself the mess that he had put himself in. And the man said, The woman you gave me is the one who gave me of the tree, and I ate. You don't take responsibility. Oh, the guy touched me and I couldn't do anything. Okay, let's not go there. And the Lord said unto the woman, What is this thou hast done? And the woman said, It's not me, it's the serpent who beguiled me, and I did eat. When you were thinking that the thing is good, when you were meditating on what you have were being deceived by, you didn't realize that it was the serpent. But after God challenges you, now you realize that it's not you by somebody else. It is the things you think about, the things you meditate on. And that's why we always advise you about be careful about the things that you read, the things that you watch. The things you use your phone for, the things you watch on the net. Be careful. It will take you off the word of God. It will not make you a person of influence anymore. The fact that Doc has declared over us this is a year of influence doesn't mean automatically always all of us will become people of influence. The fact that we say that we are blessed and that we move from where we are to where God wants us to be doesn't automatically mean that we all get the testimonies like Mary. If we focus on things that will not help us. Let's move on quickly, please. And the Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, you are cursed above all the cattle, above every beast of the field. 
on your belly you will go and thus you eat all the days of your life and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between thy seed and her seed it will bruise thy head and thou shalt bruise its heel remember what Jesus said here and we know this passage so well God said in fact there are so many other things which I will not go into but I just wanted to remind this, remember this God said the seed of the woman will bruise you let's take note of that we will come back to it the seed of the woman and unto the woman he said I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception and in sorrow that shall bring forth children and thy desire shall be to the husband and he shall rule over thee and to Adam he said because you have hearkened unto the voice of the wife and eaten of the tree of which I commanded you thou shalt not eat of cursed is the ground um, in sorrow shall thou eat of it all the days of your life thorns and thistles shall also come forth and thou shalt eat the herb of the field in the sweat of thy face thou shalt eat bread till you return to the ground for out of the ground you were taken for dust thou art and unto dust thou shalt return and Adam called his wife's name Eve God called the woman Adam Adam after he had fallen called his wife Eve let's go on and unto Adam also and his wife did the Lord make the coats of skins and clothe them and the Lord said behold the man is become like one of us to know good and evil and now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever therefore the Lord God sent forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken so he drove out the man and he placed at the east garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword you remember who cherubims are they protect the glory of God if God sends a cherubim away the glory of, your, of, of him from your life you are finished don't allow that to happen to you out of disobedience because angels they, they obey if God says cut off blessings from this person you are finished no matter your plea you can call on the blood of Jesus uh, the angels when they protect they protect they are super spiritual commandos of God they just cut off the glory of God and there's no way that you can penetrate. We turn away, we turn every way to keep the way of the tree of life. And Adam knew Eve and his wife and conceived and Cain and whatever, whatever, on and on and on. But very briefly, you recall there were certain curses that were pronounced by God. God cursed the serpent, he cursed the ground. He cursed the woman. There were about four curses that God pronounced. But the most important one that I want us to remember because we'll be building up on that later on. God said, The seed of the woman will bruise your head. The seed of the woman. Please let's go back to my presentation.
so from the day from the day that um, Lucifer before that I'm trying to see I can catch up on time so I'm not mixing my thoughts because I really want to finish this message today you know, Lucifer was very, very powerful before his fall. He was a special angel to God. And then pride filled him up. He wanted more than God God has given him. The most blessed angel still wanted more. He wasn't satisfied. He wanted to take the position of God. He has so much, he had become so much that he felt that he was even better than God. So he wanted to take God's place. And the Bible says when he fell, he became like a demon. The demons received him. They said, hey, Charlie, you two, have you become like us? Satan was useless. But listen to me. Don't you ever think that Satan is not powerful. God made him originally very powerful, very influential, very authoritative. He was the anointed cherub. He was an archangel. But then he became useless. He even had to go through a serpent to try to see if he can convince man. The Bible says man, in the book of Psalms, man was created a little lower than angels. There was God, the Godhead, the Trinity, and there was the angels, different levels and category of angels based on the order and things that God wanted them to be and the Bible says we were created a little lower than angels and were called Adam. And the devil came, distorted the word of God, brought about a deception. And Adam believed the deception and disobeyed God. Simple process, eternal consequences. think that just go into the room of a guy and you allow him to remove your top and you allow him to touch and play with things that he is not authorized and scripturally authorized to do and sometimes you go all the way you have sex you have fun you may feel guilty you may not feel guilty you see meat in the soup mommy says don't touch it until I serve but you say when mommy says you give me a small piece I don't want a small piece so you secretly go and go and take a small piece and later on everybody can see that there's a hole in the soup you know and it's so clear some of you there's plenty of food in the house so you don't do that but you know that mommy is rich she's a businesswoman, and you know where mommy keeps her money once or twice because the money is plenty when you take it she'll see you go and take 10 cities you move to you graduate to 20 cities you graduate to uh, 50 cities and then your boyfriend will now start pushing you. You will now graduate to taking bundles. Until the band, you graduate from the bundles to now just take a, a bunch of bundles. 
it looks simple because after all mommy's money is plenty when i take this one i mean it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't affect the the, the bunch does it serve in the house of god you disobey come to church early you won't come praise and worship sing and dance give god glory you disobey simple acts of disobedience and you think they are simple things but the consequence of disobedience is so huge in the same way as the consequence of obedience is full of blessing testimonies like that of Mary can be your testimony testimonies like mommy's can be your testimony testimonies like Adam can be your testimony testimonies like Gloria can be your testimony but when you believe the, the distortion of God's word your life will be messed up even though when you come back God can forgive you but sometimes living the guilt of what you have done is difficult. So Adam disobeyed God, apparently a simple act. But what happened? Adam sold his authority to Lucifer. He gave his authority to Lucifer on a silver platter. Lucifer regained some of the authority and power that he had before. But beyond that, he now received a certain authority that God had given Adam. God created Adam in his image. So Lucifer, by God's own standard, received certain rights and authority in the image of God because Adam gave it out so Lucifer now became very authoritative, very powerful more powerful than even before the fall this was a real dilemma mind you, Lucifer from the very beginning wanted to be like God that is his aim and he's still planning to be like God even though the work is done it's finished, there's no way he can be like God but Lucifer remembers that God said the seed of man will bruise your head Lucifer had to be smart and take plans how to make sure this seed who is going to come to take away this power shall never come. It's important to understand these things because we don't and I may preach on this type of things maybe once in a, a, a lifetime in, in Teen Chapel. I pray that nothing happens to this recording this time. Lucifer came out with a long term strategic plan. Genesis chapter 6. Now it came to pass when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born to them, and the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were beautiful. They took wives for themselves of all they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever, for he is indeed flesh, yet his day shall be one hundred and twenty years. 
and there were giants on the earth in those days and also afterward when the sons of god came into the daughters of men and bore children with them this is one of the most confusing scriptures in the bible in the old testament whatever the phrase sons of god are mentioned it, it could mean um, all kinds of things in this particular instance it was referring to angels angels came down and had sex with human beings very confusing do angels have sex can angels reproduce I will not dare to attempt to answer that question but the scripture tells us angels came to women and produced an abnormal breed of human whether I believe it or it's in the bible the man Jesus referred to this they produce mighty men who of old were men of renown then the Lord said the, saw the wickedness of man was great in the earth and every intent and thought of his was only continually toward evil and God was sorry that he had made man on the earth and he was grieving his heart so the Lord said I will destroy man whom I created from the face of the earth who, uh, I will destroy both man and beast creeping things and birds of the earth for I am sorry that I made them now Is this sinking in, or you're still struggling to believe that this could have happened? Lucifer knew that the seed of man would destroy him. And the seed of man was referring to Jesus. We all know that very well, isn't it? So Lucifer planned. Jesus would not come. I'm not sure Lucifer knew that the seed that God was talking about is Jesus. But he knew that the seed would come from a human being. So let me go and corrupt this human race and corrupt this seed so that God's agenda will not come to pass. If you are still not convinced, well, just just take it because it is there in scripture and then leave it and let's build on 2nd Peter 3 verse 5 and 8 for this they willingly forget that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of water and in the water are these words familiar if they are not well think about it by the world that then existed perished being flooded with water this is not referring to Noah it's referring to the first destruction I hope you can get it, follow it now if you are still confused, well too bad but if you can follow, just follow but the heavens and the earth which now are are preserved by the same word and are reserved for fire unto the day of judgment 
Peter doesn't talk grammar. Peter is all like Paul. Peter was a fisherman, and even he said, even some of Paul's teachings, they are hard to understand. But here, Peter was talking revelation. Peter was a man of revelation. He received insight from heaven. It was to Peter that it was revealed that thou art the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And here, God gave Peter revelation about the things that happened from the very beginning. How the earth was first destroyed and God recreated. And the earth which God has now recreated is being kept for destruction at the end when God will have created a new earth and a new heaven. I hope you are not getting confused. Uh, some are confused. Uh, if you are confused, just close your ears for now. But if, if you are not, just move along with me. But beloved, do not forget this one thing. That with the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. So, why did God bring the flood in the days of Noah? Like I told you, Satan, Lucifer, planned to destroy the plans of God by corrupting the seed of man so that the seed of the woman will not come and destroy him and the new power and authority that he now had. So he invaded the earth together with the angels that fell with him. They invaded the earth and caused commotion. And the whole earth became corrupted except one man. Was one man and his family alone that were righteous. And God chose to preserve that seed of that one righteous man. Because the seed of man must come to destroy the works of Lucifer. And the Lord said, His spirit will not contend with man forever. I have to wipe out this contamination of the human breed. And so God sent the flood and destroyed all men. If you think God loves you, he will not destroy you. Dare disobey him and see. He is a God of love. He is a God that blesses. And if you obey him, if you obey him according to his word, he will bless you. He will honor you. He will lift you up. In the same vein, if you disobey him, you see the wrath of God. Recently, we, we had a facilitator's meeting and uh, I said something. It's a funny incident. I think I'm, I'm the only one, and maybe together with uh, Desmond, who could really grasp the, 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 the extent of what happened. I think so. We had a meeting and the Auntie Trudy was teaching us. And then I... But I think it was... Uh, was it? No, no, it was here. It was here, here, here. Then I made a comment on it later on. Auntie, uh, Desmond introduced Auntie Trudy, you know, and then um, when he was going and Auntie Trudy was coming, he got there and then he bowed. I mean, I'm sure many of us did not see it, even because I didn't see it at the time. And then there was a, we were having a facilitator's meeting and I was just, we were just chatting and then uh, I referred to Desmond as uh, Auntie Trudy's junior. And Auntie Trudy said, ah, no, he's not my junior. In fact, he's not in my class at all. If, I, I don't think the facilitator we really grabs the intent of that. But as I meditated on it, I realized that 
Antitrudy is in a certain class. She's not the Antitrudy we know. She represents the government of Ghana, the authority of Ghana, the power of Ghana. They disobey any word of Ghana and meet her in court and you see who is who. In the same way, God is a loving God. He's a powerful God. He's a kind God. But he's a God of justice. They disobey his word and you see the fury and the wrath of God. And so swift, sudden, just like what happened in the beginning. And there was chaos, confusion, darkness. And plant the earth into an ice age. That scientists are still grappling to understand. It was the wrath of God. And the same thing is going to happen at the end of age. Sometimes people say, ah, if God is so loving, how can he send people to hell? You wait and see. So, the reason why the flood came the human race have become contaminated. God brought about a judgment. And um, let me just go on to the hour. I need to finish this at all costs. If I have only five minutes, I'll finish this. Philippians 2 is a very popular passage. And I'm sure some of us can quote it or can easily paraphrase it. But this morning, I want us to look at this passage from another perspective. Philippians 2 verse 1. Therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affliction mercy, fulfill my love by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look not at his own interest, but at the interest of others. Let this mind be in you which was in Christ Jesus who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal to God but made himself of no reputation taking on the form of a bond servant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death even the death of the cross therefore God has highly exalted him and given him the name above which is above every name and at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and of those on the earth and those under the earth and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father there are authorities in the heavenly realm there are authorities on the earth and there are authorities under the earth even the earth, the authorities in the earth we don't even, we don't, we don't even understand but there are authorities. And the Bible says, the name of Jesus, because of obedience, has been exalted above every name that at the mention of the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow. Authorities in heaven, authorities on the earth, and beneath the earth. We have a fair idea of some of the things that happen in the heavenly realms. And a small idea of some of the things that happen on earth. This morning, I want us to look 
into the authorities and the kingdoms and the places beneath the earth. The first one is what is mentioned in scripture as Sheol or Hades. Both of them are sometimes translated as hell. Sheol or Hades is the home that God created for the wicked. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 22 For a fire is kindled by my anger and shall burn to the lowest hell. It shall consume the earth with her increase and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. So we see from this verse that the writer is talking about the lowest hell. That gives us an indication that in hell there are chambers. There are levels in hell. But let's leave that for now. Let's just, let's just take a shield and leave it at that. Isaiah 38 verse 10. In the prime of my life, I shall go to the gates of Sheol or the gates of hell. So hell has gates. Jesus said, I will build my kingdom and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hell has gates. And know the hell we are talking about. We are talking about Sheol or talking of Hades. I am deprived of the remainder of my years. In the prime of my life, I shall go to the gates of Sheol. There are some people that unfortunately they go to hell earlier than they should. This is scripture. The rest of my life is cut off. Please, don't do disobedience acts that will make your life cut short before God intends to do what he wants to do in your life. Job 21 verse 13. They spend their days in wealth and in a moment go down to the grave. The moment you die, one touch, if you are going to hell, you are there. One moment, just like that. There's nothing like purgatory. There's nothing like your spirit hovering around the earth for 40 days. The moment you die, instantly, if you are wicked, you go straight to the place prepared by God for people who are wicked. You open the gate and you enter the Lord the gate. That is one hell, the first hell, Hades or Sheol. The second underworld is referred to as paradise. And paradise was the home that God prepared for the righteous who died in the Old Testament. Luke chapter 16 verse 19 to 31. I wish you could read it, but we will not have time to read it. But we all know the story very well. Okay? The story of the rich man and Lazarus. And when the rich man died, he went to hell and then Lazarus was taken to paradise. Okay? And the interesting thing is that when the rich, the rich man in hell could see Lazarus, and he could see the difference. He could say he was suffering 
and Lazarus was enjoying. Some of this is difficult to imagine. But Jesus said the story. And it, it's, it's not the parable because Jesus mentioned names. Isaiah chapter 5 verse 15 verse 14 talks about the fact that hell has enlarged herself wish you could read the scriptures because I, I don't want it to appear like I'm propounding theories but when you go please take time to read these scriptures for yourself there's another very confusing scripture in the New Testament that people hardly talk about in Matthew 27 verse 51 to 53 the Bible says that when Jesus Christ resurrected and this, this miracle is recorded only in the book of Matthew when Jesus Christ resurrected, some graves were open, and people who had died several years ago, they rose up from the grave and went into the city. So human beings saw them. Paradise was one kingdom in the underworld. Sheol was another kingdom in the underworld. And those in show, they could see those in paradise. I don't know whether those in paradise could see those in show because Jesus didn't talk about that one. But he talked about those in hell seeing those in paradise. They could see them having some small enjoyment. At least they were not suffering like the way they were suffering. Jesus also talked about paradise on the cross. Luke 23 verse 43 when the two men who were hung on the cross with him when one was insulting the other one said Lord remember me when you come in your kingdom you know what Jesus said today today not tomorrow today you will be with me in paradise because of this your statement because of your declaration of faith in me today as soon as you die you have an appointment in paradise. You are not going to Sheol. You are not going to hell. We shall meet in paradise because I shall be there. Ephesians 4 talks about when Jesus died, he went into the underground and took captivity captive. When Jesus died, he went underground. The Bible says he descended before he ascended. And there are a lot I don't know how much of this I should share. There are a lot of things. A few of you might need this, so let me talk about it. If you can take it, take it. If you can't take it, it's all right. You will keep the recording. One day you need it. When Jesus died. He went down to paradise and took all the righteous people who had died in him in the Old Testament. They were held in captive. He took them together with him in his train. And that's why the grace opened and they came out alive. And he took them with him out of paradise. And paradise was emptied. 
the, the, the verse you read earlier on from Isaiah says that hell has enlarged its territory. You know, we had paradise, we had Sheol. When paradise was emptied, because human beings are so, some human beings are so stubborn, and please don't be one of them. So, Sheol is becoming full and they need more space. So, Sheol is now expanding and taking some territories in paradise because it's empty. Please don't go there. Believe the Lord Jesus Christ. Hold onto his word until the very end. The third underground kingdom is referred to as the pit. You remember what you read in Isaiah? The sides of the pit. Is sometimes referred to as the abyss or the deep or the bottomless pit and this is where demons dwell this is where God has kept demons Luke chapter 8 verse 26 to 33 let's read this one even though time is going His kingdom stretch from shore to shore to Sancharas and Saint And they arrive at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over the over against Galilee. And when he went forth to the land, they met him out of the city, a certain man who had devils long time. And wore no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. And when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell down before him, and with a loud voice he said, What have I got to do with you, Jesus, thou son of God most high? I beseech you, torment me not. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man, for oftentimes it had caught him, and was cutting bounds, he was cutting chains and feathers, and he bred the bounds and was driven out into the wilderness by the devil. And Jesus said, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were, had entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. Next week we look at this scripture again and look at the characteristics of demons. But their home that God has created for them is the bottomless pit or the abyss or the deep or the pit. Let's go back to the presentation. We need to close this very quickly. If you really want to understand the spirit, well, it's important that you take time to read these scriptures for yourself and meditate on them. Okay. So, God has kept demons in the pits. Demons are kept in the pit. Wicked people are kept in Sheol. And the righteous people in the Old Testament were kept in paradise. 
if you read Revelation chapter 9, verse 1 to 11, the same thing talks about the, the bottomless pit. Okay, it talks about the angel Apollyon who opened them up. And in the, in the latter days, those of us who miss the rapture, the Bible says the bottomless pit will open and all these demons will be released onto the earth. And oh, it's, it's terrible. Don't get there. The fourth underworld is called Tartarus. Tartarus. And this is the place that God keeps the angels who rebelled against him and who went in to sleep with women in Genesis chapter 6 as we read. If you don't understand me, if you don't believe, let's look at 2 Peter chapter 2. I told you God gives that man Peter revelations. Eh? And there was, oh no, not this one. 2 Peter 2. Verse 2, I think. Okay, let's take it from verse 1. But there were many false prophets also among the people, as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. Be careful of people who teach you. Be careful the things that you hear. Anyone who speaks anything negative against Jesus Christ, be careful. Even if they distort it a little, even if they don't distort, but they take out Jesus and propound all kinds of furies, be careful. It's Jesus, the name of Jesus. Bible says the name is above every other name. He alone is Savior. He alone is our hope. Christ in you, the hope of glory. He alone is coming as judge to judge the world. He is the one who created all things. All things were created by him. Nothing was created without him. The Bible says, Many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Be careful about people who distort the message of salvation. Forgiveness only through the blood of Jesus Christ. Only by calling upon the name of Jesus can man be saved. For there is only one name given unto men by which they must be saved. Even the name Jesus. And through covetousness shall they fain with words make merchandise of you whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not. King James. Are you following? Don't get lost. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person. God was referring to the flood, the destruction of angels in the flood. I said, God did not spare the angels. God did not spare the end. But only save Noah. So obviously, the reason why the flood came was because of these rebellious angels that tried to prevent the seed of man from coming. And that is why we had the flood of Noah. If you don't understand, that's fine. 
It's not important. The most important thing is to know Jesus and to believe him and to hold on to him. Let's look at the last world and then we'll bring this message to a close. The last underworld is called Gehenna or the lake of fire. Presently, the lake of fire is empty. Nobody lives there. It's a place that God has prepared for eternal punishment. This will be the final dwelling place of Lucifer and of demons and of human beings who want to go there. Human beings who deliberately disobey God they will end up in Gehenna. But today, human beings who disobey God, don't believe in Jesus Christ, don't call upon him, are not saved by the blood of Jesus Christ, have not had their sins forgiven, the moment they die, one touch, they end up in Sheol, awaiting final judgment. Matthew 25 verse 41. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed, to the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. The lake of fire was not prepared for human beings. But those who choose to obey these spirits will go the same way and end up in the same place that they will end up in the lake of fire. We, we make fun of the lake of fire. It is frightening. Very frightening. At the end of the ages, hell will be thrown into the lake of fire. She will be thrown into the lake of fire. All those underworld, Tartarus, will be thrown into the lake of fire. Paradise will be thrown into the lake of fire. But the Gehenna will stay on forever and forever and forever and forever and it's very frightening and those of us who make it with the Lord will continually see Gehenna, the lake of fire so that you'll be reminded of what God has saved us from and this is what Isaiah saw he spoke about in Isaiah chapter 66. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I shall make uh, which, I sh- uh, which I will make shall remain before me, says the Lord. So shall your descendants and your name remain. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another all flesh shall come to worship before me, says the Lord. And they shall go forth and look upon the corpses of the men who have transgressed against me for their worms does not die and their fire is not quenched. They shall be an abhorrence to all flesh. Some of you are afraid to see dead bodies. In that day, you see dead bodies melting in fire and not burning. And you see the worms going in and out, not burning, not decaying, reminding us of our sin and how God saved us. 
and we shall sing the song of our salvation forever and ever and ever unto the Lord and we shall sing unto him who loved us and bought us with his own blood the one who saved us from hell the one who saved us with his life the one who shed his life blood that will make it to heaven the one who blessed us while we were on earth the one who turned our lives around who eternally say Lord we are eternally grateful for making us who we are shall we pray it's all about Jesus it's all about Jesus. Of his reign there shall be no end. No one dares challenge the authority and the power of Jesus. Lucifer tried and he failed. You cannot make it. He says, Behold, I give you power to tread over serpents and scorpions. And all the power of the enemy, nothing shall hurt you. Nothing shall hurt you. The second Adam came and saved us. The first Adam failed, but the second Adam, the Lord Jesus Christ, to him be all glory, and he will not fail you on this earth, he will always be there for you. Give him glory all the days of your life. Live for him, serve him, worship him. Surrender your life to him if you haven't already. Tell him that you walk with him, you go where he goes, you do what he says you should do, and you'll be willing to obey him. You will not be put to shame. He will bless you and cause you to be a blessing. He will make you fruitful. He will make you multiply in every sphere of your life. Jesus shall reign wherever the sun thus his successive journeys run his kingdom stretch from shore to shore Till sun shall rise and set. No. Be on the winning side. Don't join the losing team. Join the winning side. Come walk with Jesus all the days of your life. Hold on to the name of Jesus. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. There's healing in the name of Jesus. There's hope in the name of Jesus. There's salvation in the name of Jesus. There is eternal life in the name of Jesus. And crown him Lord of and crown him Lord of all, all he 
feel the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him, Lord of all. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him. Lord of all. Come on, declare Jesus as your Lord. Declare him Lord of your studies. Declare him Lord of your life. Lord of your family. Lord of your future. Lord in the event of attacks from hell and the evil one. Lord, when you are going through difficult times, Lord, when you face challenges, Lord, in good times, declare Jesus as Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the name. Thank you for giving us the name of Jesus. Thank you for sharing your, your blood on the cross. Thank you for loving me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. I cannot thank you enough. On the depths of my heart, I say thank you. Thank you that you care. Thank you that your eyes are on me and you don't leave me alone. Thank you that you protect me from every power of the evil one. You started a good work with me. You are able to bring it to a perfect end. I give you praise. I give you praise. Thank you, Lord. He bless you, Lord. He bless you, Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Do you love Jesus? Do you love Jesus? You believe in the name of Jesus? You believe that Jesus will sustain you? You believe that he has given you power? Come on, give him a shout of victory! He is Lord! He is Lord! He is our Savior! He is our Deliverer! You bring us to that expected end! Jesus indeed is Lord! Hallelujah! Amen!